What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Red X, your source for the freshest daily cringe content anywhere on the internet. Promise. Swearsies, it's just a fact. And it's totally science. Go ahead and look it up. Thank you so much in advance. <laughs> Today we're jumping into r slash neckbeard stories! It actually comes from my personal subreddit, r slash redxreads. It's about a neckbeard firefighter. This is also from the OP that brought us Passionbeard, which is just wonderful. So glad to see him back on the channel. You know, it, it's been a little while. This is tagged as a neckbeard saga. But this is like a pretty long one. I don't know if it's actually a one-off or not. I guess we're going to find out. Maybe we can encourage OP to write a little bit more for us, uh, especially if we enjoy the story. I did give it a skim, and it seems like a good one. So fingers crossed. Uh, I am live streaming this on Twitch. Link is in the description if you'd like to come and see it happen live. The magic, you know, see how the sausage gets made or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get some additional plugs and disclaimers out of the way, and then we will dive right into some of this r slash neckbeard stories. Ah, uh, cringe. Of beards and flames. Oh, are they like redheaded beards or something? No, it's a firefighter. I already spoiled it. Darn it. <laughs> I know what's going on for once in my life. That's so wonderful. I come to you today with a neckbeard tale from the most unlikely of places. A firefighter training academy. Yeah, definitely put your life into that neckbeard's hands. Great. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> it was the first class that this specific department would be training. So it felt like a very special thing to get a chance at graduating as generation one of this academy. A certain one of us who had a neckbeard did not think that it was a special enough occasion to rub together two of his crumbs of motivation and actually try. Yeah, he's a neckbeard. He expects everything to be handed to him on a silver platter. That seems to be about the way things go. I had been debating if the hero of this story checked enough boxes to be considered a neckbeard. He doesn't really play video games outside of Fortnite, <laughs> and he has no idea what anime even is. Despite this, I have still reached the conclusion that he definitely has a soul crusted in Dorito dust. 
Yes, and it is the beard on the inside that counts. He does have a neck beard on the outside as well. And maybe he's like a little bit of a, a Kevin hybrid. Just skimming over the story, I could definitely see some really dumb stuff going on. But even if it's not a neckbeard story, just write it. Just write it anyways and say, hey guys, do you think it's a neckbeard? And I will give you my honest opinion. So my next dilemma was naming this charming fellow. And I'm just going to call him Mike. Because he looks a bit like a fat Michael Sarah that was raised in the South. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess we didn't go with the beard naming convention. You know, firefighter beard or something. I'll go with Mike. I I'm cool with rolling with that. They don't all have to be so-and-so beard. Mike is fairly short. Rocks, or at least rocked, a gorgeous patchy neck beard. Always wears camo and tops the look off with big old cowboy boots. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Uh, come on. Camo shorts and cowboy boots. That's what I imagine. He's also fat, an affliction that plagues many beards. If only a champion would appear to free all beard kind from the evil clutches of fast food, butter, and soda. He isn't mega obese, but... He got that pudge, and he has no discernible muscle mass underneath all of that. Yeah, I think uh, skinny fat, that's what we call it. <laughs> He's not like hugely overweight. He's just sort of uh, squishy, which I guess I would expect considering like he's a firefighter and all that stuff. All right, before it seems like I'm just the dude. Yeah, please no I'd like to explain that I fully understand not everyone has the desire or even the time to build up your body. But I feel like if you're going to pursue something like firefighting, you should take your fitness seriously. Yeah, you're supposed to be out there saving lives and whatnot. It did start to lean a little bit into body shaming, but good, I'm glad you pulled it back, OP. You should want to be at your physical peak for both the victims that you're helping and your team. But Mike? Yeah, Mike don't care. <laughs> I'll start with my first day of training with Mike, and I'll grade my first impression of him as a solid C-. He toddled in late to the very first day, clearly not in any sort of hurry. Come on, guy. You couldn't have at least buttered the bottom of your cowboy boots to slide in and gain some extra speed? Maybe make up a few minutes? And the truth is, he probably did butter up the bottom of his boots, but he licked it all off when he was waiting at the bus stop, right? <laughs> maybe i'm going in a little hard on mike maybe he'll turn out to be an amazing firefighter but then i don't think this story would have been written hmm i can generally get along with a wide range of people and i always assume the best so my first thought was yeah poor dude got stuck in traffic at least he didn't actually miss anything after knowing mike though i am sure that he just didn't think it was important enough to leave a few minutes earlier. I gotta finish out this Fortnite game. I'm gonna rank top five, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's another reason that I call him Mike. When all the students were assembled, the captain gave a short speech of what the coming months would be like, saying, it'll get hard at points, which prompted Mike to interrupt him, excitedly blurting out, eh, that's what she said. <laughs> she said <laughs> uh she didn't say that 
Just like Michael Scott from The Office. Good God, dude. Are you kidding me? The lowest hanging fruit. But I'm sure Mike thought it would make a great impression. He's like, that's right, bros. <laughs> Misogyny. <laughs> At this point, my brain crashed. The hamster running on the wheel in my head just had an aneurysm. Everyone turned to stare at him, and Mike looked so incredibly proud of himself. <laughs> I bet he thought everybody was going to think it was awesome. Unfortunately, we're not in eighth grade. <laughs> I did my best to fight back a smile, but it was a losing battle. And I still hope that I'm not judged too harshly by my peers for laughing. Oh! He got OP at the very least. I think I laughed at it too. All right, Mike, you won this round. <laughs> uh, I promise I wasn't laughing at his joke. I just couldn't help how silly and bizarre the situation was. Okay, you and me are in the same boat on that, OP. It's not actually a good joke. It's just a really awkward time to make that joke. A handful of awkward pity chuckles swept the room and the captain took it like a champ. He gave Mike a burt stare and just kept plowing on. A burt stare? <laughs> uh, with the Sesame Street references and everything. Perfect. After some introductory classwork and being told that fire is hot, blah, blah, blah. We got familiarized with our structural gear. Structural gear means those big bunker pants and coat and face mask, all the stuff that we wear while inside of the burning building. Mike was a volunteer, so he already had his own issued gear. He was pretty smug about it. And you could just feel the contempt oozing from him. <laughs> Look at these plebeians putting on firefighting gear for the first time. <sighs> yeah, you might be a volunteer firefighter, but I don't think that it's going to translate the way you think it will. Great, you have some experience. Why don't you apply that? But just like OP said, he thinks he's God's gift, strolls into class late. I just can't sign off on any of this. I'm getting big neckbeard vibes already. It didn't really bother me because, yes, in fact, I was a newbie pleb and I wanted to learn everything that I possibly could. So if Mike had experience, why not stand next to him and see what I could possibly learn? Spoiler alert, I learned nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't want to share because he knows as soon as any of this information gets out, you will quickly and easily overtake him. Neckbeards are extremely insecure, first and foremost. And yeah, we are seeing that. So the captain had us disassemble our gear and lay it out before us, which was easy enough. The coat and pants each have multiple layers connected by buttons or zippers. Simply pulling these apart had the salty veteran Mike worked up with a bit of sweat. Aw, <laughs> oh, sounds like you should have practiced up. Maybe skip a couple games of Fortnite and work on some cardio. Is that so difficult? The captain went on to explain each layer of the gear, and naturally next up was putting it all back together. Definitely less fun than taking it apart, but still very doable. Unless you're Mike, that is. 
<laughs> he somehow got his inner sleeve completely twisted around inside the outer shell of the jacket and connected the buttons incorrectly. I mean, in Mike's defense, buttons are really hard. How do you know what goes where? <laughs> I mean, as long as you align it, it should be relatively simple. But if you start incorrectly, then it's going to end up incorrectly. Simple as! It was exactly like when your friends yank the sleeve of your hoodie and tie the ends into a knot. You are a handless doofus until someone has mercy and unties it. My friends never did that to me. If they did, they wouldn't be friends for much longer. <laughs> I don't want to be a handless doofus. Well, Mike tried brute force and just shoving his hand through, but his underwhelming strength stat rolled a failure on that attempt. Oh, coming in with a bit of the life RPG stuff. We are going to have some stuff up on the channel or one of the channels quite soon related to that. I'm excited. That's like a sign from heaven that I should continue. Okay. <laughs> then he tried some odd maneuver of twisting the outer layer while holding the inside. And I suppose that attempt would have used his dexterity stat, which was also very lacking and didn't get the job done. How did he even roll a fighter class at this point? Especially a firefighter class. I guess it's all he could have rolled. He doesn't really have the charisma or the intelligence or wisdom <laughs> as we've seen. Maybe he just maxed out his luck. I think Mike would firmly roll a peasant class. You're not good enough to be anything else. I'm sorry. If we're sticking with the tabletop theming, yeah, peasant, that's it. By now, Mike was starting to drip sweat from his back-breaking grappling match. And I remembered the captain's speech about everyone here being a team, so I got down to see if I could help. As I said, I was still a pleb, so the great assistance that I could offer was, Yeah, I, I think you messed up your sleeve, man. <laughs> uh, okay! It was literally my first time touching this stuff, but uh, it's the thought that counts, right? You can't just leave a man struggling like that. And you're the only one in the class that stepped up OP? Good on you! You know, you didn't even have the experience, but you're like, eh, let me see if I can help somehow, maybe. While the help didn't seem to help all that much, at least you tried. A for effort. The captain took notice of two idiots fumbling around with a jacket sleeve and said, What's wrong? Is it too tight? Even in the midst of his high-stakes battle, Mike's wit wasn't dulled one bit. As the sweat rolled down his face, he wheezed out, That's what she said. <laughs> he got me again. Uh, oh God, I am a child, aren't I? Tastefully executed and perfectly timed. Thank you so much, Mike. <laughs> uh, I'm dying. That's going to be the, the, the running joke for this, isn't it? The one joke that he has. We had attracted a bit of a crowd at this point and wound up taking the whole jacket apart again, being careful to snap the correct buttons in place. Like I said, you gotta start right and then it ends right. It's just amazing how that works. With the ordeal finally over, we moved on to the next stage, which was putting all of our gear on. All combined, the jackets, pants, helmets, and SCBAs weighed about 50 pounds. 
SCBA stands for self-contained breathing apparatus. Yeah, scuba. <laughs> it's almost exactly like a scuba tank. Scuba is just a name that means self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Big air tank strapped to your back and a mask strapped to your face. Honestly, this is one of the things that I love the most about reading Reddit stories. We get to learn about a different side of life. Expand my frame of reference just a little bit. What's it like to be a firefighter? Hey, that sounds pretty cool. What's it like to firefight alongside a neckbeard? Hey, that sounds significantly less cool. <laughs> they also come with pass devices. That is personal alert safety system. When the tank is turned on with it, if it's motionless for 20 seconds, it starts blaring an alarm that gets progressively louder. This is to help out a firefighter who might be downed. If they can't call for help, it quickly lets others know that something is wrong. And even if they're still conscious, it helps them to get located by the team. That's pretty convenient. 20 seconds, that is a long time to be still inside of a building that's on fire. So, <laughs> yeah, I think a uh, good idea there. I don't know who came up with that, but tip of my hat to him, not a fedora. Well, Mike must be like part goldfish because at every single 20 second interval, his pack would go off every time. When it was pointed out to him, he'd say something along the lines of, hey, whoops, sorry. And he'd shimmy his pudgy frame around just a little bit. He would then proceed to immediately forget everything that he had just learned and bathe us again in the sweet chimes of that lovely tune. Is he really that tired that he can't just shift his weight a little bit back and forth every 20 seconds? Come on now. After the first few minutes, Mike just stopped apologizing for it. Instead, complaining about how stupid this alarm is. <laughs> it's just annoying. And just call for help on the radio if you need help. I'm sick of this noise. Bro, Mike is going to get lost inside a burning building, and that's going to be it. Wrapped. <laughs> uh, maybe it's for the best, honestly. I got into a rhythm where my spidey senses would tingle, and at the 19-second mark, I'd reach over and jostle him a little bit to reset the interval. It was a hard line to walk, rocking this oversized baby while trying to listen to the captain, but I managed... Honestly, OP, you've already gone above and beyond for this dude. He deserves none of this. The SCBA packs also have an alarm for when you're low on oxygen, which Mike kindly demonstrated for us. He must have really been sucking that air after a wrestling match because the tanks are rated for 45 minutes. I don't think it was even half an hour before his pack started sounding like a church bell had snorted crystallized Red Bull. Why are you breathing so hard, friend? Maybe his lungs are just really gigantic. After getting some hands-on time with our gear and learning the basics, the captain dismissed us, giving three important statements. The time to meet tomorrow, that we'd be doing PT from here on out, and that Mike had better drop that patchy prepubescent fuzz from his face. At that last command, Mike leaned in and whispered, <laughs> I like a bald, too. Ew, what? No, don't talk to me like I'm your friend. <laughs> uh, that's good cringe. 
Thus ended the first day of Fire Academy, and Mike provided us with our first team building exercise. We showed up bright and early the next morning for some good old fashioned physical training. I knew there were going to be fireworks when I saw Mike. He must have thought the captain was bluffing because he showed up to PT in his cowboy boots and he was still rocking his peach fuzz neck beard. Oh my god. Did <laughs> uh, there's just no helping him. At a certain point, you just gotta check out. OP, I would advise you to stand far away from this human dumpster fire. I know it's good for the firefighting training and whatnot, but eventually there is going to be an explosion, uh, probably triggered by the captain, and it is going to take everybody down with him. I mean, yeah, it could also be his goldfish memory, but that's not really a good excuse. You're, you're supposed to be out here getting ready to save people's lives in the middle of a fire. <laughs> and he wears cowboy boots to PT. Great. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Rather than exploding in fury, the captain's face split into a wide smile of genuine excitement. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, that might be even worse. <laughs> Those of you who have been through anything like boot camp know that it gets supremely terrifying when the man in charge gets filled with warm, fuzzy glee. Yeah, that's how I know. This isn't gonna be good. <laughs> that smile should have frozen Mike's very soul. But unfortunately, our hero's bulb just burned a bit too dim, and he returned a dopey smile of his own. The captain introduced us all to Dollar Shave Club, and its newest member, Mike, which brings us to our sponsor. Not a sponsor, sorry. <laughs> we learned of a long and storied tradition of picking the cheapest razor possible from the dollar store right down the road from the fire station, and the poor fools who show up with too much hair on their face get to use those razors out in the parking lot. Oh, dry shaving with a cheap razor? Good luck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, why does my face hurt? Why do I have razor burn all over? Oh, goldfish memory strikes again. Mike sputtered indignantly as he was handed his razor. I know it's called a dollar store, but there's no way that thing cost an entire dollar. <laughs> if that razor was a weapon in an RPG, it would deal blunt damage. <laughs> uh... I'm loving the RPG tie-ins into this stuff. You're a master, OP. 
He probably would have been better off using just a sharp, pointy rock that he picked up off the ground. Try as he might, Mike didn't have quite enough charisma to pass the persuasion check, and the captain wasn't budging. Uh, do I have to do it dry? No water or, or shaving cream? <laughs> Wrong question, Mike. The captain pulled the booster line off the brush truck and handed it to him, so at least he didn't blast Mike's face with it in cold blood. He's a stronger man than I am to resist such a temptation. I mean, that might be even colder if you really think about it. Here's a fire hose. Blast yourself in the face with it, Mike. <laughs> uh, what the hell do I do with this? You asked for water. There you go. <laughs> God damn. Uh, this is hilarious. I hope he does it, honestly. Go ahead. Do it. The booster line is basically a more rugged and slightly larger garden hose. So it's not like he was about to get wrecked by the full force destruction of an attack line, but yeah, still not fun. Especially since it was the heart of winter up in a mountain range. And that's about the point you say, Never mind, I'm going in dry. That's what she said! <laughs> uh, now he's got me doing it. Everyone did their best to keep a straight face and show respect for our suffering comrade as Mike blubbered and whined and cursed. I honestly don't know why he didn't just wash the razor off and kept insisting on spraying his entire face, but who am I to judge a man's shaving ritual? Yes! Yes! <laughs> it was unexpectedly the captain himself who broke our stiff silence. After a bit, Mike just couldn't take the razor burns combined with the freezing cold water blasts, dropping the hose and crying out, No more! Not on my face, man! In a cold and steady tone, the captain locked eyes with Mike, stating, That's what she said! <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... Got him, coach! <laughs> God, I love that. Throw his words back in his face. Oh, so good when it hits your lips. After that, we had a complete free-for-all, telling Mike about spots that he was missing, and cheers would erupt from the crowd whenever he turned the hose back on to wash his slowly balding face. <laughs> this is just a disaster. Uh... Those razor burns were awful. Poor Mike looked like a butchered pig, but it's a bit hard to feel pity for a goober that really brought this on himself. I mean, I love laughing at it. I love seeing it happen, but what if we find out like Kevin in a big rig that he has brain damage or something like that? Then I'll feel really bad. He hasn't been like too actively malicious, at least not yet, I guess. But yeah, you reap him what you sow, 100%. I just hope that this teaches him a lesson in some form or fashion. It's not like being clean-shaven is just an arbitrary standard to look professional. It's so that our SCBA face pieces have a proper seal. Oh, that's probably why he ran out of oxygen so quick, right? With an improper seal caused by a beard, you will drain the oxygen from your tank, and also your face will roast in the heat. 
Oh, and do I even need to tell you about how Mike's PT went in cowboy boots? Well, he's gonna be hurting from top to bottom after a day like this. <laughs> and the question is, did he learn anything from it? Ugh, I guess we'll see. The dude clumped around behind us during sprints, lost his balance doing bodyweight squats, and slipped after a handful of push-ups, all the while whining, You're going too fast, you tryhards! And, what the hell are you, a woman? How are you so flexible? <laughs> what a dunk to try and make. Okay, there's like the official massage. I don't feel bad for Mike anymore. Good! Suffer! Like I said, <laughs> you brought all this on yourself. After the light PT, we had a quiz on the introductory things that we learned the day before. Yeah, how do you think that one went? <laughs> Since Mike had been busy making hilarious jokes and using his phone when he thought the captain wasn't looking, he bombed the quiz. Instead of learning from his mistakes, Mike started complaining that the captain didn't cover any of the material that showed up in the questions. Then how did the veteran volunteer firefighter fail while everybody else seems to have passed, right? I think you just weren't paying attention, Mike. I think your goldfish memory has done you a disservice, Mike. And those first two days perfectly encapsulated the dance with Mike that would go on for the following months. He would brag about already being a seasoned firefighter and then embarrass himself completely during any practical skills segment. Lag behind in PT, put in the bare minimum effort, then bomb the written tests and say, eh, these are stupid anyway. I don't need book smarts. It's not kick. I'm an ace on the physical side of the job. <laughs> Do you not see yourself at PT? Is this the only way that your ego can preserve itself? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, Mike. I didn't know many aces that snatch up the chainsaw to show you ladies how it's done. And then proceed to flood it so terribly that they have to bring it to the captain in shame, letting him fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and for someone with intimate knowledge of firefighting, he was also pretty terrible at tying knots. I remember multiple nights that we were told nobody was dismissed until Mike could properly tie his stupid, stupid knot. I mean, tying knots does suck. I used to do it in the Navy and I was also pretty terrible at it, but at least I did learn eventually. I probably don't remember a decade down the road, but, um... At one point in my life, I could do it. I just need you to do it tonight, Mike, so I can go home. Please. The first time that the captain was demonstrating the basic knots that we'd need to know, Mike boldly raised his hand and without a hint of shame asked, uh, Can we use these in the bedroom? Ew. <laughs> I guess. Shut up. Sit down. His innocent query was met with a chorus of boos, telling Mike that we most certainly did not need to know about what he did behind closed door. Yeah, you could tie down whatever inflatable partner you would like, Mike, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. He's just the worst. How is he so consistently the worst? <laughs> what do you think? If you can remember the knot for long enough to use it, then go ahead and use it. 
but somehow I have my doubts that you'll you'll do it properly, especially when all the blood is flowing through the little head, right? <laughs> God. Everyone started to take notice of Mike's habit to skirt by with as little as he could get away with. If we were going into a window on a second floor, Mike would bravely hold the ladder at the bottom. If we were searching a room, he'd be the one standing outside the door to call us back. If we were busting a door open, he would stand off to the side and hold the tools whenever we'd call for them. If the captain asked for something, even something simple like, Hey, can someone grab that Halligan bar that was left outside? Mike would look around and wait for someone else to go do it. I didn't even think anything of it at first because supporting your team really is every bit as important as being the one in the action, but the longer it went on, the more my mood soured towards it. Okay, in Mike's defense, he is a volunteer firefighter. Maybe they only ask him to do this job, but now that you're like actively full-time firefighting, Maybe learn how to go in a second story window or clear a room or whatever they're asking you to do. I think I'd start getting pretty salty about this as well. I'm trying to defend Mike at least a little bit, even after all he's put me through, but I don't know, man. He just really does not seem to want to excel in any capacity. At his best, Mike was inoffensive, mildly useful as a support role, but at his worst, he was a complete liability to the team. It was our first time doing drills with the hose, swapping lines and then firing off a short burst of water to make sure everything was working smoothly. When it got to Mike's turn, he lazily walked around, swapping the hose at his own gentle pace. <laughs> he messed around with the nozzle a bit and got it working and then tossed it to the ground. <laughs> When it hit the ground, I noticed Mike pause, bending down, and cautiously picking it back up to inspect it again. It evidently met Mike's quality control because he dropped it back down again and fled to the safety of the back of the class. He just broke the hose, didn't he? <laughs> when it was the next guy's turn, and he went to turn the water on, the hose exploded! Oh my god. Launching the nozzle a good 20 feet and going haywire as the hose blasted around the parking lot. It didn't take long to wrangle the hose and shut the water off from the source, but it did leave us dripping wet in the freezing winds of a wintertop mountain. Mike had broken the nozzle and just not bothered to tell anyone. Bro, we all saw you do it. <laughs> you were the one that had gone just before. At least take some responsibility for your actions. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> the captain called for Mike asking, Did you break my goddamn hose? But Mike was nowhere to be found. <laughs> uh, he ran, dude. Maybe we're never going to see Mike again. Although the story is not even close to over. So, okay. After a brief search, he was located in the bathrooms. <laughs> it's like a little boy. Just go run and hide in the bathroom when something goes wrong. Come on. Mike knew exactly what he had done and sought sanctuary. I didn't care one bit that he busted a nozzle, okay? Accidents happen and I've broken things around the fire station. But Mike, how dare you, sir, 
How dare you be content to let the team bear the consequences of your actions and run away instead of saying, hey, sorry, I think I messed something up. Very simple. How, how terrible do you think the punishment is going to be? OP has it 100% correct. This guy is a liability. Imagine that happening like during the actual action. Those firefighter hose nozzles, they ain't tiny. Launching that thing 20 feet, that could kill somebody. Hits him in the head, boom. Now you're going to jail for manslaughter. Not to mention the fact that it, it sets the whole firefighting effort back a few minutes. And in a situation like that, minutes are crucial. You know what? Mike needs to get sacked. He obviously doesn't want to be here. He got pressured by somebody or, you know, maybe the salary was just too good for him to pass up. But he's lazy. He, he's a piece of trash. He doesn't belong here. Much like Kevin in a big rig, you gotta go. You gotta go. Find something that you're more suited for. Ugh, firefighting gear does not dry out quickly. My gloves were damp for four days. I don't know why he was so timid about the nozzle when he's so bold and stubborn in his defiance in other areas. Mike joined the prestigious Dollar Shave Club a grand total of three times, which puts him at the top of the leaderboard. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> uh, he just has a problem with authority, I'm pretty sure. And again, it's not gonna work. You don't belong on the team. If for some reason we didn't meet for more than three days, Mike would show up defiantly sporting his neck beard like a lone knight waving the banner of a long defeated kingdom. He truly is the pride of his people. <laughs> I don't know any other beard that would go through such pain and humiliation in order to preserve their culture. <laughs> uh, I love the way you phrased that, honestly. Beautiful. The second occurrence of the Dollar Shave Club is in the morning after we did some special PT. We got completely suited up and went on air and were told to just do laps until our tank ran out. We started on our laps as Mike suffered and each pass around the parking lot, we saw a continuous deterioration of Mike's mental state. The dehumanization of losing his patchy fuzz, the freezing water, the dubious piece of metal, all of it slowly shaved away at his soul. <laughs> at a certain point, don't you think you just learned the lesson? Okay, I have to shave for this job. There's some part of him that enjoys the attention, I'm sure of it. The original purpose of this exercise was to simply get a feel for how long we could last in an active environment and get a baseline for how close we match the 45 minutes of air that the tanks are rated for. The idea was for us to stop as soon as the low air alarm sung its tune. However, we're stupid cavemen and we turned it into a competition. <laughs> the captain was never one to squash our fighting spirit and modified the parameters, saying we could ride out the tanks for as long as we felt comfortable. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't need air to run laps. I'm gonna be the strongest one of all. You know what? I think I'm good. I'm comfortable with last place. I, I don't think I need to suffocate myself. <laughs> it was a dangerous game to play, but if playing chicken with your air supply meant that you could keep going longer than the others, then it was game on. <laughs> I got really lucky that this competition played into my strong suits. 
Since I practice boxing, I'm really good at controlling my breathing, and I run five miles most days. God damn. I absolutely dreaded the miles when I first started, but every day at Fire Academy, I was so grateful that my coach made me start running like that. I ended up being the last man standing and stopped the clock at over an hour. Sorry for bragging. Please don't think I'm a tool. I'm just so proud that I won our dumb little competition. And you are allowed to brag. It fits into the story. If you're doing this as a complete non sequitur, I probably would dunk on you. But I like you, OP. You throw an RPG stuff into a firefighting story, you've given us a very dumb beard, and your, your running story fits in. I do come after some OPs. I, I'm completely aware of that. But you, yeah, you get a pass on this one. You did it correctly. But anyways, back to Mike. When Mike wrapped up the shave of shame, he also got to gear up and do his laps. There is no escape. <laughs> you would think that Mike would easily last the longest because of how much later he started, but he was among the first people whose low air alarm started ringing. <laughs> Either that guy has four lungs or he is really out of shape. He immediately called it quits without pushing any boundaries. Oh, Mike, you're just a mess. I mean, I probably would be a mess as well, but I'm also not jumping up to become a firefighter, all right? I'm comfortable doing my thing on YouTube. I help people out mentally. I'll comfort them on their loneliest days, but there ain't no way I'm diving into a burning building. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mike just plunked down on the pavement right where he was standing, stripping gear off like someone poured sand down his back. This was a very bad habit of his that personally drove me bonkers. We'd be halfway through a drill or a training exercise and Mike would just decide he was too hot or things were getting too difficult and he would start dropping layers. Excuse me, guy, what's the plan inside of an actual fire? <laughs> you get to call a timeout from the fire and just rip your jacket off? Your hammies are gonna roast, my dude. No, the, the fire's very understanding. Come on. It'll hang back for a couple minutes. Let him catch his breath. <laughs> uh, he definitely can't handle the heat. It's time to get out of the kitchen, Mike. I can't really get on him too hard for stopping with the alarm, however. Running out of air is definitely in the list of the top 10 worst things to run out of. Yeah, I'd say it's it's number one. <laughs> your mask sucks to your face like a roided octopus, and you can't breathe at all. Like a plastic bag is over your face. I mean, it is just a plastic shell. Not a good situation to be in, as I freely admitted. Yeah, I would tap out too. With Mike's third introduction into the Dollar Shave Club, the captain started adding to the punishment. No longer was he just shaving, he was doing push-ups afterwards. Yeah, third time's the charm. He's obviously not learning. <laughs> Mike was only asked to do 25, but goodness gracious, did he whine about such a Herculean feat. You'd think he was asked to do 500. There's no way Mike was doing these alone, so I got down with another member of our class, and the three of us did them together. Oh, OP, you're trying to motivate the unmotivatable. But again, tip of the hat, you are definitely a solid member of this team, okay? 
I wouldn't have made it through boot camp without motivators like you. But I don't think that Mike, I, I, it's just impossible. I hope you're doing these push-ups mostly for yourself. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The captain finally told Mike, if you show up one more time with that stupid beard, you're cut. You failed academy once at your home department. You really want to do it here again? Over some facial hair? Oh, the plot thickens. <laughs> Mike has been rejected before. I wonder why. Mike gave in and was squared away with shaving after that, but not before saying, Man, just chill. Come on, dude. Just because you have no game doesn't mean you have to kill mine. <laughs> Don't want a baby-faced little beta male. <laughs> oh, that's what it is, Mike? That's what gets you all the ladies? It's, it's the patchy neck beard? <laughs> Uh, you're playing yourself at this point. Come on now. And this is the point when I learned that this was Mike's second time up at bat. This was his redemption run. And he's failing it miserably. <laughs> Anyone else with a little fire in their belly would try to aim for the top of the class. But Mike was still just bumbling around in the background, hoping no one would notice him and actually ask him to, you know, do something. It's where the first seed of suspicion was planted, that perhaps Mike only wanted this for the clout and the status that he would feel entitled to from becoming a firefighter. Yeah, I think you 100% nailed that one down, OP. I still treated Mike with the same respect that I gave everyone else in the class, because... Whatever his motives were, we were all in this together. He hadn't been outright hostile towards anyone, and his, that's what she said, jokes had become our honorary motto and battle cry. Oh, please don't encourage him. <laughs> really, it's the captain that started this. He was just making fun of Mike, throwing his words back in his face, and everybody's like, well, the captain does it. Okay, I guess we're all going to start doing it. And Mike probably feels like a really big man because of that. You shouldn't, though. The deeper we got into training, the more Mike was determined to chip away at the mutual respect that we all shared. During a search and rescue drill, they closed up all the doors to the engine bay and pumped it full of smoke to simulate a burning building. You really don't appreciate just how much smoke obscures your vision until you're in there and you can't even see your own hand as you wave it in front of your face. Now, I have never been in a situation like that, but it sounds interesting. Kind of reminds me of when they tear-gassed us in the Navy. But that wasn't like super thick smoke. It was just kind of, you know, your own eyes watering up so you can't see. We took turns in teams of two, busting open the metal door prop to make entry, and proceeding to search the house. From the outside, I could hear Mike squealing that, That's way too much smoke, dude. I've been to real fires before. <laughs> That's unrealistic BS. 
Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> uh, just stop, okay? Let's play pretend for just a moment. I mean, he's already way ahead on the playing pretend. Pretending he's a real firefighter. But yeah, shouldn't more smoke make you a better firefighter? How about that? Mike also took issue with the fact that we had to get low on our hands and knees when inside, saying, um, I'm not an animal, bro. Why can't I walk like a man? Men don't demean themselves like this. Imagine masculinity so fragile that you can't crawl on your hands and knees. <laughs> you can't put your hands on the floor for just a minute, even to save your own life. There's really just no defending this. <laughs> Uh, come on, bro. Why can't I walk like a man? Okay, go ahead. Die like a man. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Well, Mike, it's because heat rises. If you stand up, your face will be in the thousand degree temperature zone and it's hot. If you've been paying attention, you can easily guess Mike's reply. <laughs> it's hot. That's what she said when she saw me, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah, Mike. We really went a long way for that one, and it was totally worth it. Oh, yes. Thank you for clarifying that, Mike. <laughs> None of this was my real issue, though. Whatever team Mike was on would always miss one... Sometimes two of the dummies. This is because Mike would check a room in the sloppiest, laziest way possible, and then tell his partner, uh, yeah, it was all clear. You're just a mess. Fire him! People are going to die! Oh my god, you think you're gonna be able to fix this? Please, God, tell me that this story doesn't end with him becoming a firefighter. It can't. It can't possibly go that way, can it? <sighs> I'm cool with a lot of things. And even his dumb jokes were winning us all over. But I am definitely not cool with leaving victims behind in a burning building just because you're lazy. I try my best to be more about building people up instead of tearing them down. Maybe that's hypocritical with what I've been writing about Mike so far. That's because when I was paired with Mike, I tried to gently bring it up with him by reminding him of the way that we were taught to search a room and that maybe he should try that method this time around. I'm all for building people up, but some people do need the tough love, OP. I think you have struck a fine balance. You've only written two stories, but I'm a fan, 100%. Rather than taking the olive branch and building a bromance together, he snapped my poor branch in half and said, You're not my mom, a-hole! Why you being such a try-hard anyway? It's just training! <laughs> I bet you'll bug out the second you see real flames. Ugh, it's just training. Do you understand why we go through training, Mike? <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, just, just fine. Whatever, Mike. I'll search all the rooms myself and let you stand outside with your dong in your hand if it'll even reach your palm. Ooh, snap. 
Now OP's bringing the heat. And I love that in a firefighting story. It's topical. <laughs> I fully understand that it was just training. And those weren't real people in there. But I am a firm believer in the quote by Marcus Luttrell. You play like you practice and you practice how you play. 100%. Why do you think we're practicing this? Why do you think we do things in the way that we do? I'm going to quote my RDC from boot camp and say all of these regulations are written in blood. Do you understand that? I couldn't stand by and watch this. I don't care how many cutesy little jokes he makes. He's not cut out to be a fireman. OP continues. When it is real people, you aren't going to be ready to get them out because you didn't actually prepare for it. When it hits the fan, you go back into the instincts and habits that you drilled into yourself. If your habit is just to give a minimum effort sweep of a room, well, that's what you're going to do in a real scenario. 100% he's be like, it's hot. <laughs> I looked inside the room. Isn't that enough? No, bro. Go make sure there's no people hidden under debris. You know what I'm saying? Repeat it until you don't even have to think about it and just react. That's how you get good at anything. And as always, just minimum effort. Just, oh God, where's your humanity? All right, soapbox mode over. I'll now share a few funny tales of Mike getting wedged in some very great predicaments. One day, as we made our merry way into class, the captain was standing beside what could only be described as a torture device from one of the Saw movies. It was a box made of plywood, probably six feet long, with hundreds of stripped wires and paracord and all kinds of insidious snares stapled from wall to wall. The inside of it had maybe two square inches of space that was clear of any nonsense. You want to play a game? <laughs> it's not so bad, right? I mean, I'm a big boy, but I think I can make it through there. Just pretend that you're a cat. <laughs> the captain informed us that this box was lovingly named Mike's Attic. <laughs> oh my God. Did Mike struggle through his own attic? This exercise had two purposes. Well, three, if you count the captain's glee at torturing us. It was to teach us how to crawl through confined spaces while fully geared up and also to work on communication skills. While one firefighter cursed their way through Mike's attic, his partner would give him instructions from the outside in an effort to keep the guy from getting tangled beyond all hope. Hell yeah, teamsies! Mike, however, did not handle either end of these instructions very well. He had barely poked his head in when the ferocious war cries started emanating from behind his face mask. Screw this, dude! What the hell? If someone's attic is this messy, just let the stupid house burn. Yeah, imagine the firefighters showing up and being like, nope, too much stuff in there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Mike, get it together. Uh, something's touching my you lords. <laughs> that, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, isn't he just a treat? <laughs> I hate him. Uh, oh, his poor partner. He would try to warn Mike that there was a wire coming up and say, duck your head over to the left. 
And Mike's response was to swing his head like a bull, trying to impale something on its horns, and he would get his helmet caught on five different sources. <laughs> it was like that the entire way through. There were points that I swear he was completely suspended in the air as he thrashed about doing his best Magikarp impression. <laughs> Which does say a lot about the integrity of these ropes and wires. <laughs> Even Pokemon references in here. This is beautiful, OP. I hope you'll write some more stories for us. By the grace of God, Mike finally made it through to the other end, dropping out and again flopping limply on the pavement. Mike lost a boot, his helmet, his flashlight, both gloves, and a lot of his dignity. <laughs> but he made it through. When he caught his breath and could stand up again, Mike graciously informed the captain that, uh, Holy hell, dude. I wouldn't even let a babe tie me up like that. Oh, tell me no more. <laughs> uh... Yeah, now we're all suffering right alongside you, Mike. Thanks for bringing that up. Nobody is buying that story anyways. If he had a woman in his bedroom who wasn't inflatable and she wanted to tie him up, he'd be like, yeah, of course. And then she would just tie him up and leave him there because nobody could bring themselves to be intimate with Mike. <laughs> I'm sure that you are shocked to hear that Mike was not a very useful guide during this exercise. The majority of his instructions were, um, there's a cord or something ahead of you in a wooden box that was packed with hundreds of cords. Yeah, super helpful, Mike. <laughs> I just tell him, shut up. Shut up, let me do it myself, all right? This was not the last time getting stuck like a hand in a cookie jar. If you thought Mike's attic was a devious contraption, you're gonna be floored by this one. The people in charge of fire programs really outdid themselves. I would later find out that my own father played a role in its design and construction. They took a full box trailer and demonized it. <laughs> it was pitch black inside, and not just because of the lack of any light, they painted the inside black. It was separated into three floors, so each level was only a few feet high. The floors themselves had all kinds of twists and turns and unexpected drops or points where you had to climb up a floor to try and not get wedged between them. It sounds so fun until it's not anymore. <laughs> I would love to play in this for a little while. But then that claustrophobia is going to kick up. I'm going to be like, somebody pull me out. And then the rope's going to get caught in all the cords. And nobody ever saw Red X again. <laughs> With all the gear on, it was a luxury to find a section that had even an entire inch of wiggle room. Since the captain, you know, loves us so much, <laughs> he banned all uses of flashlight so that pitch black was a permanent feature. It also had a few ropes in there that were strategically placed to specifically snag your SCBA air pack. If you're claustrophobic, your hands are probably sweaty just reading this. <laughs> uh, this is definitely a test, and we all know how Mike does on tests. The guy that Mike was partnered with for this training 
does have legitimate claustrophobia. Like a good team does, we were all encouraging him and telling him that we wouldn't think less of him if he couldn't make it through. Mike's encouraging words were, <laughs> Don't be such a wuss. Just follow me and I'll show you how a real man does it. <sighs> yeah, Mike is always the first to talk the talk, but he can never seem to crawl the crawl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My partner and I volunteered to go first. I guess we don't share enough brain cells between the two of us to tap into the instinctual dread that the others were feeling because we actually thought it looked pretty fun. I'm leaning towards that as well. And then I get inside and find out the exact opposite. <laughs> we did have a lot of fun scurrying through it like a pair of armored rats. The only part I did not enjoy was the final segment before freedom. Yeah, that's when they kick it up a notch. It was a long hallway with the light of day at the end, and it slowly got tighter as you got closer to those rays of hope. You had to back up to a point where you could somehow wrestle your pack off, get it in front of you, and push it forward with your arms outstretched as you squirmed your way through. Keep in mind that all of this while you're still on the air, and taking off a pack that has a tube attached to your face is so much more difficult than just taking a regular one off. If you could clear that and squeeze out of the final tube, you were home free. I'm gonna go ahead and place the bet that Mike is never gonna make it through. <laughs> Seeing us go first did not help Mike's partner. He looked even more pale than when we entered, and Mike was telling him, Come on, man! <laughs> Don't you like tight things? <sighs> You're a man, aren't you? <laughs> oh my god, he's so insufferable. How are people actually getting behind him? Being like, oh, I don't know, I kind of like his jokes. It's only been brought up like five, six times in this post, and I'm already like, okay, roll my eyes, whatever. <laughs> I don't actually have any eyes, but you, you get my meaning. Fortunately for Mike, his partner was actually the true man that Mike thought of himself as. He set his jaw in determination and solemnly entered his worst nightmare made reality. Inside the belly of that beast, Mike decided that his partner was going too slow, and he forged on ahead, leaving his partner behind with no care or remorse. Exactly as we would expect, I guess. Now, leaving your partner is a cardinal sin in the firefighting world, and it's even more obscene considering how his partner felt about tight spaces. I'll spare you the rant and just let you mentally flog Mike on your own this time. I mean, it's been already pretty established what sort of person he is. Irredeemable is the sort of person. I, I don't want to interact with him ever, ever. Luckily, there were escape hatches built in for when an immediate exit from the maze was necessary. Mike's partner made it halfway through before his low air alarm went off, and it just became too overwhelming for him. I don't blame him one bit for throwing in the towel at that point. Alone, barely fitting inside a pitch-black tunnel that's part of a much larger maze, while an alarm screams at you that you're about to run out of oxygen... Yeah, even for someone not claustrophobic, that is a lot to handle. In a beautiful twist of fate, with his partner already gone through an escape hatch, Mike was now the one left alone and afraid 
inside of the maze. Loser! <laughs> His woeful cries rang out from the abyss as he slowly crawled through the trailer. We could hear him getting closer to the exit when all of a sudden, a mighty guttural shook the trailer, followed by his helmet shooting out from the tunnel. Mike must be a hell of a bowler from the way it rocketed forth into the light of day. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike was simply following his standard operating procedures. When things get difficult, just say, screw it, only wusses take this seriously, and abandon all integrity of this training exercise. Honestly, you love to see him suffer. Good, I'm glad you didn't make it out. <laughs> I shouldn't feel that, but you weren't cut out from the very beginning. As a string of disembodied curses floated out from the void, I realized that it had finally backfired on him. In his haste to rip his mask and jacket off, he had completely tangled himself up in a mess of sleeves and straps and air pack tubes. I can only imagine the discomfort of trying to wriggle your way through an extremely tight tunnel while your own gear tries to strangle you. <laughs> that gear knows what it's doing, okay? It's saving us all! Yeah, this is stupid. It's worthless. This goddamn pack! Call it luck. Call it God's mercy. Call it fate. He was somehow able to get his pack in front of him. We heard an ominous bong that jostled the walls with an ah right on its heels. <laughs> I think he tried to launch it out the same way that he did his helmet, but silly Mike forgot that he was still very much tangled with the pack. <laughs> uh, you deserve it all. I can't even feel bad for you. This triggered some sage advice from the captain of, Don't you throw my pack out of that hole! You just shimmy, like everyone else. Hearing the word hole... <laughs> God damn it. Mike gave a confused and disheartened, hey, That's what she said! <laughs> uh, I hate it. He gave up on a second attempt at launching the pack and just wormed his way forward like a hamstrung caterpillar. It felt like an eternity for him to complete that final stretch. Make a few inches of progress, stop to catch his goddamn breath, and waste said rest period throwing hissy fits about his current predicament. Yeah, but he's too stupid to quit. He's like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Even if I have to sit in here for an hour, you all are going to wait for me. The shiny top of his air canister eventually poked its round head from the mouth of the tiny tunnel, and some souls kinder than I am took mercy and threw Mike some bones. See, OP was trying to help at first. Now he's just checked out. He's like, I know what this dude is. You can't help the helpless, all right? The helpless gotta help themselves before I go out there and put in the effort. That's just how it be. They got a grasp on just how much damage his flailing strip fest had done, 
and freed him from his bonds. With the pack untangled, they pulled it out the rest of the way for him, but the battle was still only half over. The captain tried to warn him, Arms out first, Mike. It's the only way to fit. These kind words, meant to help, were met with shrieks of, Yeah, no crap! I'm not stupid! I'd have my arms forward if I could, but this stupid fat dumb jacket has me like a pair of your mom's handcuffs. He's really on that, isn't he? He's like, this is the way that normal the active people talk, isn't it? No, Mike. No, it's not. <laughs> the captain kicked the wall of the tunnel, which produced another shrill shriek. That's right, you don't talk about my mama. <laughs> His kick had apparently knocked something loose because Mike's arms were magically in front of him now. The whole class erupted in cheers as he poked his head out. They were yelling, push, push, in unison as his shoulders and then his torso appeared. His gut was the biggest hurdle, comically filling the entire diameter of the tunnel as he grunted and squealed. I can't believe people are still giving this dude any encouragement. I'm just at a loss for words after a certain point. I like to think that us yelling push gave Mike the extra strength that he needed because with one last mighty shove, he slumped to the ground. Literal mic drop. <laughs> As Mike lay there gasping for air, we all congratulated the captain on the beautiful baby boy he just had. Yeah, I'm gonna drown that one in the bathtub. <laughs> I'm good on all of this. A mini chapter on Mike is his social media presence. The dude absolutely loves Snapchat. Oh, there's your problem. How old are you still on Snapchat? For shame. <laughs> and if you add him, he will send you no less than 11 streaks a day with constant melodramatic posts on his story. Many firefighters in the local departments have added him, tried to keep up for a week, and then gave up and dropped him from their friends list. I still have him added because of the enjoyment that I get from his posts. And really, that seems to outweigh everything else. Wow, you must get a lot of enjoyment from these posts. <laughs> Here are uh, some of my favorites. I can't believe I lowered my standards that far just for someone like you. <laughs> really do me <mean> nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, just say you're out here banging the uggos, Mike. It's all right. You just have to own it after a certain point. Sometimes a man just needs a quiet place to sit and think about life. Background of the snap is a TV with Fortnite being played. <laughs> uh, not even outside or anything. Come on now. Chasing the bag. <laughs> The only thing left in my life worth chasing. This one seems to be his favorite quote, as he posts it at least once a week. Chasing the bag? Surely he doesn't mean chasing the bag like, like gainful employment, right? <laughs> He's chasing around like a, a ball bag or something like that. <laughs> There's no way that this guy is going to stay employed for an extended period of time. Nevertheless, employ himself for an extended period of time. He's barely even functional within society. You're just terrible. Eh, when your shuffle hits you with a depression track, you just sit and think about everything you could have done better. 
I could change. If you're reading this, you know who you are, baby girl. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, no, that, that woman should run and, and stay runned away. Oh, because he hit a, a depression track on shuffle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, how old is he? Too damn old to be doing stuff like this. You're like a 15-year-old a, a trapped in a 20-something-year-old man's body. My personal favorite has got to be, <laughs> Damn, I really do a lot to lower a man's self-of-steam. That is not an error from me. That's how he thought you said, self-esteem. There you go, a little bit of that old bone apple tea mixed in. <laughs> man, self-esteem. That's right, he's hollow, man. I really don't think that women need to help you in lowering your self-esteem, Mike. You, you seem to do that yourself. Even though everybody out here trying to build you back up for some reason, you just constantly continue to fail, your ego can't protect you 100%, that much I know. That's why you're out here Snapchatting, trying to get some sort of attention. Really, that's that's what all this is, I think. He thirsts for attention more than anything else, and everybody in that fire department gave it to him. Ugh, come on! The runner-up favorite goes to, uh, From here on out, screw these hoes! <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, whatever. He's on his smegma male grind set, I guess. I'm still undecided if this meant he was renouncing women, or if he had turned a new leaf and was henceforth going to be having actual physical relations with women. I'm pretty sure he's renouncing them because paired with the get this bag thing. Like I said, Sigma male grind set, we've seen it a hundred times before. Nobody's falling for it though, okay? He's just still pathetic at the end of the day. And nobody can save him from himself. All you can really do is sit back, watch the dumpster fire. As the months went on, winter gave way to spring, and class was rapidly reaching its conclusion. Not even a fire academy is immune from the timeless end-of-school tradition, playing games of Kahoot! <laughs> Some necessary exposition for this event is that we all have four-digit ID numbers assigned to us, which are primarily used over the radio. You'll say things like, Firefighter 3215 is on route, Firefighter 1298 and 2318 are making entry on the first floor. Let's just say Mike's number was 6969 to keep it anonymous. I mean, he probably would actually switch it to that if he was allowed to. Well, Mike was extremely proud of his number and he used it for everything, including his Kahoot name. So I decided to have a little fun. You mean he actually graduated from the academy? I'm, I'm so depressed. I am so depressed. <laughs> How did this happen? How did it all come to this? He was actually assigned a number and told to go rescue people? Please tell me this is just a participation trophy. <laughs> I can't, man. This don't make any sense. So Mike signed into the game using 6969 for his username. I used his number for my username too, but I added a bit of spice to it. My username was the Alpha 6969 <laughs> And Mike went ballistic. Uh, what? The Alpha? 
Screw whoever that is! I'm the alpha one! <laughs> How do I change my name? Take my number off! You don't deserve it! <laughs> uh, you seem a little triggered. Why not go ahead and take a deep breath? His tirade did not have the effect that he thought it would, and there ended up being six other versions of usernames with Mike's number. Some were Big Dog, and others were Ace, and each one drove Mike more and more feral. <laughs> the captain eventually had to tell Mike to sit down and shut up. You want to be the alpha, then beat the others with your Kahoot score. This satiated Mike and set his determination firmly in place. Unfortunately, all the determination in the world is not enough to make up for months of thinking that textbook knowledge was for wussies, and the true Mike never made it to the leaderboard. It was just a short week after this incident that our final exam took place. Oh good, he's not in yet. Oh, thank God. The test is split into two segments, making for a really long day. First is a written exam, followed by a practical test where a random selection of five skills is chosen. You could land on something as simple as swapping out a busted section of hose, or you could do an entire search of a building for victims. It was drilled into us from day one that firefighting is a team affair, and as such, we did these skill assessments in teams of two. Oh boy, lucky me. My partner was Mike. Oh man. <laughs> uh, not good. Not good. As we finished the written exam and the skills test was being prepared, I told Mike that I had his back, but he should try and stand out a bit to make a good impression on the proctors. He still did his fair share of sitting back, holding the ladder for me, letting me do most of the talking when describing each part of our SCBA packs, but I will give credit to Mike. He did actually try, and we made it through together. Oh no, I'm horrified. <laughs> As the testing ended, we all met for a celebratory meal that marked the end of class and the end of our time together. I'm honestly not sure if Mike passed his tests or not, because he didn't show up to our graduation party a few weeks later. Good. I'm, I hope the captain took him aside and like, look, I understand you passed the test, but it wasn't on your merit. Your partner dragged you through it. When I texted him asking if everything was okay, he gave some lukewarm reply about, uh, it being lame anyways. Oh, oh there is a God. <laughs> he didn't let it happen. Oh, I'm so grateful. I thought it was going to go a, a really terrible way. Despite some rocky moments, I do hope that he did pass and get his certification. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> the last I saw of him, he was pouting next to a fire engine, sourly watching as we all got to make entry into the building while he was told to stand over there, out of the way. I hope you enjoyed hearing my story about Mike, and remember to put your best effort into whatever you choose to pursue. I still see him occasionally since he volunteers for a neighboring department. If there's interest in a sequel, Mike has definitely given me enough material since the end of class to write one, and I can throw in some fun stories from Academy that weren't included in this post. Oh, he, he, he didn't make it. <laughs> 
I'm super looking forward to a sequel, especially now that I know his fate is not with uh, the actual firefighters. You can volunteer, that's fine. Go hold the ladder, but we're not paying you to do whatever the hell it is that you're trying to do. Little did you know, Mike is actually an acronym. It stands for might instantly kill everyone. <laughs> so it's just such a good thing. I do think that the captain took him aside and was just like, look, you're not cut out. I understand this was your redemption. It's really what you want, but you haven't done enough to make yourself stand out. And I don't feel like you actually deserve this. So go back to volunteering. He really thought that would help him to like pick up women or something. Like his motivations are completely out of whack. He's just a really, really weird dude. And I'm glad, although he got raised up as sort of an ironic mascot for the class that they decided not to let him in at the end of the day. I am breathing the biggest sigh of relief. If my house was on fire, please don't send Mike in after me, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna die in there, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, I hope that you'll like, comment, and or subscribe. Very, very important. Maybe share the video around. That would be pretty cool. We got all kinds of links in the description. Plugs, playlist, podcast. You know what it do. Spotify, iTunes, Teespring, if you're trying to rock the merch. Hey, we uh, live stream this whole thing on Twitch. Long story though it was. We've also got other social medias, Twitter, Discord, and Facebook. Come on through, say hello. I might reply. <laughs> I'd also like to thank my gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful, generous channel members and patrons. As I do every episode, Jerry, Jerry, much right now. So thank you to Sean Kentwell, Evan Seth, Robert Thibodeau, Jackie McQuitty, Grim Stride, Trainboy, AJ Collins, Tiny Boy, Tooth Plushy, Valley, Corey Arts, Kelly Clark, Bedazzle Misery, Liquor Lush Loser, Florence Quaver, Dungeon Bat, Billy D, Robert Waits, Carrie Sepulveda, Brandon Ashcraft, John Endorse, Phantom Danica, Orgamy Steve, Skylar Ray, Emera, The Gypsy Barber, Fire Drake, Samantha, Death Flagship, Bearded Snake, Buy Two, Get One Hand, Head over to Patreon. I would also like to thank Miss Black, Dark Luscious, Harley Hone, Robert Waits, Camille Sarah, Chase with Blue Kraken, Roxanne Will Sip Jerry, Conrad Ingy, Captain Cloud Jerry, Dot Dot Dot, Aaron Jerry, Deku, Esteban, Orgamy Steve, Santa Jerry, Silver Bubber, PCB, Fluxer, The Jerry of Industry, The Original Jerry, Jerry, Ravencraft, Pig Jerry, Destiny Piper, Jerry, Kitsune, Salty Wizard, A Very Tired Jerry, Yeah, feel it. A Justy Jargonian Jerry, and Frank Berry, Bronze Kraken, Catholic Jerry, Commander J Tank, Dr. Larks, Aaron Era, East Sparks, Frozen Up Studio, Fire Drake, Get to At the Doodles, Commission Open No, Hadrian BR, Inquisitor Jerry, Irish Pirate, Iron Allah, Aradia the Jam, JM Coon, Jerry Smith, Jerry Blackdale, Jerry Dial, Lama Trunka, Jerry Maya was a bullfrog, John Hero, John Cahill, Crowley, Cully Kraken, Lady Awakening, Glitch in the Miss Monday, Lord Jerry O, Leader of the Thunder Jerry's, Lucas was a race car driver, he was a good friend of mine, never did win that chicken flag, but I hope him drink his wine. I don't know how the rhythm goes, it's fine. Like and subscribe. <laughs> well, Lady Nick's Meldar the Destroyer, Metal Fact, ah, Needless King 89, Paragon Soul, Phantom of the Pines, Jerry Kins and Jerry Bath, Queen's Quay, Losing Quiet Buyers, Rose, Jerry Miller, Sorry to the Lolita, Saucy Octopus, the Italian Greyhound Dino, the Little Sue, who are you, Fusky? Try to find another bottle to get back into the real world. Uh, you probably don't want to blow into that balloon. Nah, it's a sticky balloon. <laughs> Vanguard Angel, BC3, Viking Jerry, Boyd the Comet Destroyer, Wiki Tech, Zephyr Gargoyle, or Clay, Comet of Moody, Kira, not another Jerry, but he is though. Cage Alice 9, Red Wind, Bad Penny Lane, Nala Viper, Saint Blessing, Third Stuff, Venom Jerry, Wasabi Jerry, Jace Christensen, One Leg Jerry has returned from battle. Oh, salute to you, a normal Jerry. I got most snacks. We got popcorn, savory, and chocolate pretzel chips, no Doritos, and soda, no Mountain Dew. Any takers? Uh, I need my Doritos, son. <laughs> Admiral T Tank, Amber Alder, another stupid hipster. Atomic Jerry Zilla, Breaker of the Tom Army, Bartender Keely, Big Dad Wolf, Promise Mine Horseradish, Cake Jerry, the original, different Jerry, California Jerry, Go Shepherd, Seven, Lachicana, Panda, Cory Desart, sometimes, Cowboy Cody, Cryptids, the Fog Jerry, Death to the Delph Jerry, <laughs> Delph Mean Day Jerry is, Dwarfy Dude, Dwarven Ramsey, Half the Calories, All the Hate. <laughs> is that a throwback to the stories about Kevin with Supermark? That's beautiful. Ghost of Alpha, Greymon365, He Cannot, Hydra Jerry, Solon, Janitor Jerry's Rome, The Streets of Finland, Hunt Down the Rudo Headband, Jasmine, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Geralt of Rivia, Jerry and Tom versus Happy New Year's with the Apocalypse, Jerry, vote to S S N E, Jerry Springer, the result, and you are not the neckbeard. Jerry the Sussy Baka, Jerry's mom has got it going on. Jerry Alder Rivera, Jerry Roxers, Jerry Roblin Game, Keaton Tails, Kid Modelist, Kitchen, Lucia Lovecraft, Machia Cini, maybe next time, Milk Fed Gift, Miss Duchess, Mr. Gazmask, Not a Bitch Angel, Raptor Art, Sultan Dark, Sky Mara, Ravens, what's Smegma Bale, Greg, Set Jerry, Get that cheese. 
God. Uh, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Snob Jerry. That's Snary, if you didn't know. Spoonie the Rogue. Spoopy's Gary. Jerry Don. Techno Dubs. The original Jerry. They call me Jerry Two Dives. Jerry Pie. Well, I don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> to infinite Jerry and beyond. Unkale. Throws two liter Mountain Dew. Grow my neck beer. Grow. It's Jerry Time. Holds Red X Morpher. Hygiene. It's Jerry Time. Holds Red X Morpher. Humility. And thank you to my $1 patrons as well. Bless up to all the Jerry's and not Jerry's alike. You guys are so wonderful. If you can afford to support alongside these lovely people, that would be huge. If you can't, don't sweat it too hard, friends. I just appreciate you coming on through, hanging out with me, and I hope that you come on back and hang out with me again tomorrow. In order to do so, you need to keep yourself safe out there, wash your hands, but maybe also uh, do something you enjoy, like watching another Red X video, right? If you'd like a heart and a reply on your comment, say something about a fire hose nozzle, and um, I'll, I'll do that. Always remember, friends, that you are loved, you are worthy, you definitely, definitely deserve it, and I shall see you in the next one. So until then, friends, bye-bye.